Today on the newscast, a terrorist jailbreak in Israel. Plus, the Biden White House praises the Taliban and a pivotal meeting between Israel and Russia in Moscow. Get all the breaking details coming up. Eric Steckelbeck here. Welcome to the Watchman Newscast. As you can see, we have a slightly different look here today on the Watchman set, and I'm wearing a tie. That means we are filming a TBN special airing tomorrow, commemorating the 20-year anniversary of the 9-11 attacks, airing on TBN tomorrow, Saturday, September 11th, at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, and 12 midnight Eastern Time, three times tomorrow, Marking again the 20-year anniversary of 9-11, we'll have Franklin Graham with us, also some uh, congressmen, senators who served in Afghanistan for some hard-hitting analysis about the chaotic situation there on the ground and the impact it's going to have not only on America, but the world. Speaking of which, the Biden White House yesterday offered some words of praise for the Taliban on the eve of the 20th anniversary of the 9-11 attacks, which the Taliban helped to facilitate as they provided safe harbor to Osama bin Laden and al-Qaeda. Now, the occasion of this praise was, thankfully, finally, at least 30 U.S. citizens were able to leave Hamid Karzai International Airport in Kabul uh, and go to Qatar on their way en route back to the United States, presumably on a commercial flight provided by Qatar, The White House releases a statement essentially praising the Taliban for, quote, and I'm directly quoting them, its professional and businesslike conduct. The Taliban, a terrorist organization with American blood on its hands, is being praised by our government as businesslike and professional. I'm sure al-Qaeda had the same praise for Taliban leaders 20 years ago. They were very professional and businesslike in jihadi terminology, at least, when they allowed al-Qaeda to plot the deadliest terror attacks in American history uh, on 9-11. What do the victims, the families of the victims of 9-11, what do the families of the, I don't know, I think 2,400 American soldiers who have been killed in Afghanistan over the past 20 years fighting the Taliban, what do all of them think about praise? There's no other way to describe it, folks. Praise coming from the White House for the Taliban, a mortal enemy of the United States. Businesslike and professional. Ladies and gentlemen, your new and improved 2021 Taliban, according to the Biden White House. Again, even more sad as it comes on the eve of the 20-year anniversary of the 9-11 attacks. We'll be talking about this much more on that TBN special I mentioned at the top, so be sure to check that out tomorrow. In the meantime, some major news out of Israel. It's a story this week that kind of didn't capture world headlines, but here on the Watchman Newscast, we are on it for you. A major prison break in Israel. Now, in Gilboa, which is near Beit Shan, which you probably know from your Bible, that is where Saul uh, and his son Jonathan were killed by the Philistines. And Gilboa was also the site of this prison, or is the site of this prison, uh, more in the northern end of Israel, near the Galilee region. And there was this major prison break. I believe it was on Sunday, just a few days ago. Six terrorist operatives, and I mean hardened terrorists with blood on their hands, 
serving life sentences in Israeli prisons, escaped. Five of these operatives belong to Palestinian Islamic Jihad, the Iran-backed terror proxy, and the other one was a leader of the Al-Aqsa Martyrs Brigade, another jihadi outfit operating there in the Palestinian territories. But apparently they tunneled out of this prison. Uh, on yesterday's live stream, I compared it to a Shawshank Redemption type escape, but I don't want to use that comparison because I actually love that movie and I don't want to give these guys the credit, but nevertheless, they were able to tunnel out of an Israeli prison and apparently a car was waiting for them and they're on the run right now, folks. As we speak, Israel is entering Shabbat. Obviously, they are in the high holy day season. Yom Kippur coming up just in the midst of Rosh Hashanah as well. And these six hardened terrorists are on the loose. Now, there have been ripples and aftershocks from this prison break. We've seen rioting uh, in the West Bank. We saw an attempted stabbing today in the old city of Jerusalem by a Palestinian. Uh, we have Islamic Jihad and Hamas now vowing threats against Israel. We have Hamas today, uh, Friday, September 10th, declaring a day of rage in solidarity with these escaped terrorists. I think every day is a day of rage with Hamas, but that's what they're calling today. Again, in solidarity with these hardened terrorists who are on the loose. We have seen riots in prisons across Israel. We've seen riots in Palestinian areas, all of them standing again, shoulder to shoulder of these rioters with the Palestinians that broke out of prison. There is a serious manhunt going on right now. The Israel Defense Forces undoubtedly involved, as well as Israeli police looking to recapture these six terrorists. Folks, this again, with the region being such a tinderbox right now and a powder keg, this is the kind of event that could spark a broader conflict. What do I mean by that? Say Israel brings in these Palestinian Islamic Jihad operatives and the Al-Aqsa Martyrs Brigade operative, but brings in those Islamic Jihad operatives in particular, uh, either imprisons them once again where they belong or they are killed. What does Palestinian Islamic Jihad, their parent organization based in Gaza, do? Do they start firing rockets? Uh, God forbid, but it is a possibility that we must consider. Does Islamic Jihad start with the rockets? Does Hamas start with the rockets and the arson balloons and kites once again, which we've talked about so much here in the newscast in recent weeks? That is a very real possibility. So we are keeping a close eye on this prison break situation for you. Hopefully it's resolved soon and Israel gets a hold of these guys because, again, these are vicious killers and terrorists uh, who broke out. And what does the Iranian regime say about it all? Remember, they are the parent of the parent, the parent company of Palestinian Islamic Jihad, ultimately pulling the strings on that organization and on Hamas in Gaza. We will update you on this if we have any breaking news there. Last thing to mention before we head into the weekend and again into the 20-year anniversary of the 9-11 attacks, a very solemn day, big meeting yesterday between Israel's foreign minister, Yair Lapid, and Russia's foreign minister, Sergei Lavrov. We talked about this on yesterday's live stream, by the way, here on our YouTube channel. Hey, we went for a full hour and I took questions at the end, so check it out in our archives. It's under newscasts. Join us for our next live stream, by the way, folks. We do it every two weeks or so, and you get to know me a little bit more. I share some personal stories and testimonies. I take your questions. We have a lot of fun on the live stream, so be sure to check them out. I always announce them in advance. 
But real quick, that meeting between Yair Lapid and Sergei Lavrov, a very important in Moscow, important for what Lapid said. Very bluntly, in the presence of his Russian counterpart, he said, look, if the world does not act or will not act against Iran's nuclear program, Israel will act alone. We've been telling you that here on the newscast for months now, that Israel under no circumstances will allow Iran to acquire the bomb. It ain't happening. And for him to say it in the presence of the Russian foreign minister was very important because Russia is aligned with the Iranian regime in Syria and beyond. And Russia, look, they may say to Iran, hey, guys, you shouldn't go nuclear. But at the same time, Russia is helping Iran build nuclear reactors inside Iran. So a double game being played by the Putin regime when it comes to Iran, to say the least. But Yair Lapid laid down the gauntlet there, number one, about Iran's nuclear program and said, we're going to do it if you don't, world, because this is a world problem, not just an Israel problem. He also said to Russia, look, and I quote, we know that you have key interests in the region. That's how Lapid framed it, meaning Syria in particular, where Russia has boots on the ground. But Israel said, we will do what we need to do. Or Lapid said, Israel will do what it needs to do to protect our nation. Meaning, we're going to continue to hit Iran and Hezbollah in Syria. Now, Russia has made noise about this in recent months. They're none too happy about Israel uh, taking out Iranian and Hezbollah targets in Syria. Remember, Russia shoulder to shoulder with Iran and Hezbollah, aligned with them in Syria. They don't like it, and Russia has made noise about uh, providing Syria, the Syrian military, with more advanced uh, weapons systems and missile defense systems to shoot down Israeli planes and is incoming Israeli missiles. So there has been tension there on the Syrian front between Israel and Russia. I'm sure Lapid tried to smooth that out yesterday, but to his credit, he was very forthright and public and said, we're going to continue to do what we need to do as Israel to protect our nation and our people. Stay tuned. The timing of that meeting between Israel and Russia very interesting. And the big meeting, obviously, would be Naftali Bennett, the new Israeli prime minister, and Russian President Vladimir Putin. Putin had a pretty solid relationship with Benjamin Netanyahu. Netanyahu met with him more often than any world leader. We'll see what happens between Bennett and Putin. All of this, of course, has prophetic implications as the chess pieces are moving on the board right now. We talked in detail yesterday on that live stream about that Gog-Magog war and what is laid out in the book of Ezekiel chapters 38 and 39 about Russia and Iran and Turkey and a confederation of nations aligning together in what Ezekiel calls very clearly the latter days and coming against Israel. The good news is it does not end too well for this invasion force. Check out the book of Ezekiel 38 and 39. That is your weekend reading, we'll say here, your assignment from the Watchman newscast. Hey, thanks so much for joining us today. Be sure to check out that 9-11 memorial special tomorrow. We'll reflect a bit on 9-11, of course, the events of 20 years ago, but we will talk a whole lot about today, what's unfolding in Afghanistan and beyond, and how it affects you no matter where you live. Again, 2 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Eastern, 12 midnight Eastern tomorrow, Saturday, September 11th. Folks, thanks so much for joining us this week. Keep the families of the victims, the loved ones of the victims of 9-11 in your prayers this weekend. Until next time, God bless you. And remember, never hold your peace.